three, 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 three. Three, 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 three. Three songs. Three songs. Three songs. Three songs. Bobby Mike, it's Bobby Mike. Mike and Bob. Mike and Bob. Bobby Mike, it's Bobby Mike. Bobby Mike, it's Bobby Mike. Three songs. Hey everybody, it's the January 15th, 2018 edition of Three Songs Podcast, episode 43. Bob Nastanovich, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. How's everything in the command center? Uh, it's, Queens. It's good. It's good. I'm keeping warm. I know you're keeping warm. You got more warm to keep than me. You're down to what? Yeah, well, that's the way it goes, isn't it? <laughs> we're gonna play a lot of cold weather music tonight, aren't we? We are. We're gonna we're gonna we're yeah. gonna warm it up. We're gonna warm it up. We're gonna warm it up with with uh, music made by warm people in cold places. That's right. And that's not necessarily a theme, but uh, as far as I can tell, most of the artists we're gonna play tonight, if they're still with us, are are very cold. And uh, I'll, I'll take you to a, a very cold place, the city of Detroit. Yeah. You're starting it off. You're starting it off with some serious music here. Go to the fifties, man. The fifties. All right. Yeah, Andre Williams, man. Bacon fat. All my friends was uh, glad to see me Seen some down by the railroad track Seen some cotton pickers with their sacks on their backs They say, hey man, we're glad to see you back We got a new dance they call a bacon fat It goes Oh, have mercy Help yourself, young. Then you go. Oh, but the chicken was never like this. Yeah. Oh, I feel like I want to holler, but the town's too small. And messy. Now then I went down to see my local DJ. His name is Kane, he lived down Tennessee way. I said, hey man, what's this new kind of jump? Well, you wind up twice and then you end up with a bump. He said, dig daddy, this is a natural fact. It's a sweep in the south, that thing, the bacon fat. You go, oh, how messy. Entertain the people, youngin'. Oh, help yourself. Oh, have mercy. Mm-hmm. Oh, now play it good. Now play it good. Yes, but the chicken was never like this. How much? How much, young? How much? How much? Have mercy, Bob Nastanovich. Yeah, have mercy. Now <laughs> I'll tell you what. I think uh, I think that a pig can can dance better than a chicken. <laughs> well, maybe. I guess so. I don't know. I'm not going to make any judgments one way or another, but that is a hot song 
from how many Star- times have you danced with animals? Uh, not many. Well, I dance with a ghost. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've, I've danced with a dog or two. Uh, yeah, yeah. I feel very comfortable dancing with uh, with canines. That's true. Me too. So Andre although you Williams, know we've got to be sensitive about their back legs and everything that comes with it. But anyway, that's right. He was Andre. Uh, Andre's from Detroit and uh, Fortune Records, the label he was on. He's kind of the kingpin. The label lasted for fifty years, from forty-six wow. to ninety-five. Wow! And they kept flowing. They they didn't even have to put a lot of polka music out. So, yes. So he 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 lives in Detroit now. Do you know where the man was born? Not off the top of my head. No. He was born in Alabama, sir. Oh, here we go. <laughs> that's we all go. I'm gonna. Yeah. That's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say. So so he was like what twenty or so when he did that? Maybe nineteen. 1956, born in 36. The man's still kicking it. He's still making records. Yeah, I was. I was actually listening to. Uh, I was listening to a guy uh, named Jesse Ed Davis. You ever listen to him? No. He's a he's a Native American. Played a lot of brilliant session guitars with a lot. With even with John Lennon and all kinds of people like that. Unfortunately, he died of a drug OD. And he played with a lot of legends, like a list of legends goes on. And he did a brilliant cover of that. Really? But uh, uh, one of his uh, one of his best numbers. <clears throat> and uh, that's all beside the point. It made me remember Andre. Well, you know, uh, and don't quote me on this, but haven't the Cramps done a cover of that song? Well, I have no idea. But if they did, I saw the Cramps one time in Leicester, England. I was 18 years old. And I remember during the first song, it was at Montford Hall, and I went by myself. I was on vacation with my parents. I think I might have been 17. Yeah, it would have been the first trip that I would have ever made to England. And during the very first song of the concert, I had my hands in my pockets, and I moved about, I'm not going to kid you, about 80 feet from from stage left, way over towards the bar, with my hands in my pockets, because the energy was so frenetic. And I was a little scared. Yeah, no, I I think we've talked about this. I, I can't remember if it was on the show or not, but I know we've talked about this because yeah, well, uh, it was a very important moment in my life. Yeah. And in fact, when Pavement played to Montford Hall years later, like I was amazed at how it looked the exact same. Yeah, so you know, it was one of the beautiful bar, and that's uh, a fantastic hall. Hopefully, it's still going. I don't know if the Cramps ever recorded it and released it on an album, but they would play Bacon Fat Live. There are some. I'm not going to play it on here because I'm not sure about the quality of, of the audio, but if you're interested, you can go to YouTube and you can see Lux and Poison Ivy and, and the gang doing, uh, doing their version of Mr. Andre Williams' Bacon Fat. Well, more importantly, I think we should both learn to, how to dance the Bacon Fat. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll let you start. You send me a video, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'll go from there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways. Anyways. Well, I'm <laughs> I'm going to... You know, I, I think we, we should end the show so that you played some early 20-year-old, 19-year-old Andre. Let's play some, like, close to 80-year-old Andre Williams. We'll end the show with a little Andre. I think You're going to advance the 60 years. Though. I think it's appropriate. It's okay. You know, it's all right. Sorry. Well, it's appropriate. We'll come back. We'll come Whatever back you want to do in the command center. That's right. You're at my mercy, man. You got to follow. I like my that. Lead. I like that. Yep. <laughs> you got to follow. Th- my thanks lead. for letting me choose three songs and play them on the show. Hey, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for being on, man. It's always yeah. a pleasure. You can get any old fool to do this. No, no. <laughs> this is you and me, buddy. You and yeah. me all the way. Uh, so I'm going to go to the UK. I'm going to take us. Back to the 80s, or forward to the 80s, I guess I should say, which is uh, where this band did their work. And they did; they were very prolific in the 80s, and it seems like the 80s started, and they started, the 80s ended, and they ended. I don't know exactly the beginning and end, but basically I think of them as only an 80s band. Uh, let's play it, and then maybe uh, we'll talk about it. It's so who the hell are you going to play? This is Felt. I think you could take us to Birmingham. Birmingham, felt. Yeah. Mr. Lawrence. Uh, dirty air. Talk about dirty water. Dirt, this is dirty air yeah. here. This Coal is, country. This is from the Bubblegum Perfume 12-inch. This is 
Rain. Creation Records, baby. That's right. Creation Records. Rain of Crystal Spires right here on Three Songs Pod. listen to television much oh yeah of course did you oh yeah that band they they gotta remind you of that right oh absolutely i mean lawrence that's a hugely hugely influential band lawrence was i think he would be the first one to say that he was very very influenced by television he was very influenced by the velvet underground of course he grew up and lived in england birmingham so was influenced by a lot of the stuff that was going on there as well but yeah, definite uh, New York vibe to them as well. Um, I believe, so I said that's from Bubblegum Perfume, which was, of course, a 12-inch that collected a bunch of 7-inches. That song was also the lead track on Forever Breathes the Lonely Word, uh, a very good felt record um, from the mid-'80s. But, uh, yeah, classic stuff there. 
classics. Well, that's that's about as eighties as it gets because that's like seventy nine to eighty nine England. Yeah, and right. that's a band like you know the huge influence on on a lot of bands like Charlatans for sure. Very much Bell and Sebastian. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. and they're they're a band that I think. I don't know, in some ways, time has maybe forgotten them a little bit. You know, they certainly have their fans. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not like they're an obscure band. But they're not a band that I hear celebrated as much as a lot of these, you know. Uh, I mean, they, they don't get mentioned as much as, uh, say, the Smiths or... Well, no, obviously not. Well, but, you know, I mean, in, in some well, ways, and in some circles... What about Lawrence? Like, Lawrence was, like, shares. He was, like, a one-name star. He was. He was. And he was, uh, I think he was kind of like this, you know, shadowy figure that didn't really reveal much about. You know, I think there was a little bit of a mystery to him. Um, you know, well, I think that might that might explain the whole felt experience then. Perhaps. I mean, you know, he yeah. was he's not the only one named '80s British rocker. You know, new wave rocker. I mean, geez, Morrissey worked for him, right? Yeah. Have you ever um, have you ever been described as shadowy in your life? No. Hell no. <laughs> no. Maybe we should get more shadowy. Maybe I'm gonna, we should. I'm going to make that a personal goal. Maybe, I'm going to get a little bit more shadowy. Maybe a little more mystery. A little it's, more a mystery. Good, it's a good adjective for a human being. <laughs> I, as, long it as long as it doesn't venture too much into the dark side. Yeah, right. But I'm gonna, I'll stay in the same vein. I'm going to play the same era. I'm going to shift this a little bit further north uh, to Orange Juice Postcard Records, another, another great label, UK label. Great label, great band. I love Orange Juice. Oh, I stumbled upon this. This when I was a kid, and I this is a ninety-nine cent seven-inch purchase for me. And I was like, I, was, I mean, I'm looking at it right now, like, and it was in like wasn't even in the right sleeve. It was just one of those like cardboard sleeves, and that like, well, it still does. It still has the pieces of green tape on the side. Like oh, somebody yeah. just like yep. threw this in a generic sleeve, yeah. and I was like. 99 cents for this. This looks cool. And this is my first experience, 16, 17 years old with, oh, and at the time it was three years old, but it was just like, wow. It opened up a lot of doors to me. So, yeah, Blue Boy by Orange Juice, 1980. Wow. Yeah. Scottish, Scottish, Scottish rock. This is, yeah, good. I'm glad you brought some orange juice. Let's, let's And we'll talk about Edwin Collins afterwards. Let's enjoy this.
Edwin Collins, leading Orange Juice. Yeah, the juice, man. They got dropped by Polydor in 85 because Polydor decided they had a major label deal. They and they Polydor decided that hey guys just aren't popular enough. Yeah. Right. That's This is weird, like right. You know, I guess that's the you know, that's how things work in the music industry, but Because what did Edwin do right after that? It wasn't too long after that, a few years later, right? Well, I mean, I know he he obviously was a huge influence on Roddy Frame from Aztec Aztec Camera, who he played with. Sure, but you know, I mean, Edwin went solo, and then he he hit it huge with a girl like you. Girl like you, yeah, you know, which yeah, is they should have, Polydor should have like you know doubled down on him. Absolutely, and that's you know, it's a fantastic. I don't know if you've listened to the album that a girl like you is on. Gorgeous. I saw the song a "Girl Like You." Actually, I've never listened to the rest of it. The rest honest. of the re- it's it's very good. It's really good. It leads off with a song, six minute long song, um, and, and it's 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 really like just kind of vicious about the music industry. Like the first song on that record, just like kind of skewers the music industry, and. Um, I'm looking it up. I forget the name of the song. It's it'll come to me in a second. Yeah, Gorgeous George. Okay, it was a little later. It came in 1994. The, the name of the song was "The Campaign for Real Rock." <laughs> and yeah, yeah, and 94. And and the chorus goes. <laughs> <laughs> the chorus is awesome. It says, "Yes, yes, yes. It's the summer festival. Truly detestable. The summer festival." It's a fantastic song. It's just very No, it's, I was playing a bunch of music festivals in 94. Yeah. <laughs> Three songs, five. Hey, Ice Machine. <laughs> you cut me, man. We had, yeah. some, we had some problems yeah. there, but we're back. Yeah, technical difficulties on this end. Could be the uh, subarctic uh, temperatures here in the city which I live, or perhaps the uh, the warmer climes of the command center in Queens. But anyways, we're talking about Edwin Collins, uh, the great man who led Orange Juice. and You were speaking poignantly about it. Uh, a girl like you, and the fact that he went on from his, his the demise of the Polydor Records era of Orange Juice. Yeah, I mean and, that album. I mean he's known, you know, people like us know him as the lead singer of Orange Juice, as well as you know someone who did that fantastic. And and you know, I mean, it was played a lot, but it was like it was one of those hits that I think was a deserving hit. It's like a, just a really cool song, but he's, you know, for most people, they only know that song and nothing else. He's a really good songwriter. That album is fantastic. It starts with that really bitter song. The last song on that record, the second song on that record is a girl like you. The last song on that record is a song called moron, which should tell you how biting and non-commercial the rest of the record is, but it's ironic that that was the one that had the huge smash hit that he's known for. Well, Edwin, you know, who's thankfully still with us, although he he suffered a, a terrible cerebral hemorrhage in two thousand and five, and followed by aphasia, and uh, it got to the point where like he could only say four things: yes, no. His wife's name, a woman named Grace Maxwell, and the possibilities are endless. Wow. And uh, so then, you know, thankfully, like, he made his, after that, he made a great solo record on Heavenly, and he's played live, and, like, he's, he's just kind of a Scottish Scottish legend. Yeah, for sure. And massive influence, but uh, anyways, check him out. Edwin Collins, Van Orange Shoes. Uh, obviously, the great country of Scotland. Yeah, I had no idea. That's a, a currently great, part of the United Kingdom. Crazy story with Edwin. Well, Godspeed, Edwin. Yeah. Glad you're yeah. still with us. So I'm gonna um, I'm gonna shift gears a little bit. I thought you were gonna pivot. Okay, either way, both. You like P- to pivot, shift gears and pivot. 
So, um, yeah. I'm going to play a woman whose voice I would say, and I'm going to I'm going to go. This is a bold statement here, but I I, I don't think here I'm, we go. I don't think I'm off the mark. I would say her voice is probably one of the three or four most recognizable voices in all of classic rock or at least of all of of women in classic rock well in all of classic rock well that too uh and, and the woman i'm talking about is a woman named mary clayton who the name is not probably familiar to most people uh, and those who know her know her because of the song that I'm referring to, which is she, here, I'll, I'll just play it. I've jumped to the part of the song that, that, that is most representative. Uh, we'll play it and spray it. I'll play it and spray it. And then I'll play one of, <laughs> then I'll play one of her songs from one of her solo records. Here you go. So anyway, that's Mary Clayton. Whoa. Yeah, you know, I'm sure you know that. Where's she from? She's got to be from the United States of America. She is from the United States of America. Uh, I think she's from Louisiana. Uh, Louisiana, yep. But I'm not. I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, let me look. I, I've got it right here. Um, she was from yeah, New Orleans, New Orleans, Louisiana. Uh, so, of course, that's the Rolling Stones. That's Mary Clayton singing backing vocals. And actually, in, in my opinion, stealing the show in a lot of ways. I mean, a fantastic song. But her performance is just over the top. Um, and she went on. She released a few records. This song I'm going to play is from her debut solo record from 1970. It's a tune called Forget It, I Got It. Mary Clayton. I'm really looking forward to hearing this. Yeah, Mary Clayton.
a name not enough people know, but a voice a lot of people know. Mary Clayton there. Oh, that's heavy duty, man. <laughs> I think our, her voice is so good that you think about like the way they do things now with vocal effects. Right. I mean, right. Like her, her vocals are so good. They're just bleeding through. They are. They really are. You know. Yeah. That's uh, a sound engineer's dream right there. <laughs> and it's good stuff. I mean, those those early Mary, I, don't, I just know like the first couple Mary Clayton records, like 70, 71, both really good. If you can find them, check them out. Uh, you know yeah. what I You know what I was thinking? Like, And I'm not going to diss her backing band because they were fantastic, but I was trying to find a tambourine in here. I could have had to go down. I would have had to go down to <laughs> the basement. You were going to add some improv. It's but been that a while. Music, that music screaming for a tambourine. It's been a while since you've added a little, a uh, little percussion to the tunes. We did that with the Feelies, I think, last, right? Who the hell knows? But yeah, 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 yeah. Probably <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, they're, they're all, all that stuff's in a bag in the basement. That's you know, okay. it's waiting. That's it's okay. waiting. We'll have yeah. to. You know, we'll bust it out for a future show. But I've been waiting here so long. So, I'm going to go local. I'm going to go real local. I'm going to go total DIY, as they as the kids say today, FOMO, DIY, <laughs> and all that stuff. All <laughs> the that kids stuff don't that, like, say I, DIY. They, they, things, we said like, DIY when we that. were kids, man. I don't think anyone says DIY. They say YOLO and FOMO and all that shit. Yeah, DIY is ancient. That's, DIY is yeah. not the kids. But I'm going to, like... It's a neighbor of mine, Ramona Muse Lambert, and uh, she's a local hero, local artist, and like she puts on, she plays about four or five times a year around here with her husband, Derek, and uh, she plays with a couple of great people, Caitlin Brown, and and uh, it's just a great band. Well, it's a totally local thing, like, to- like nobody's probably ever heard this. This is... This is Ramona Muse Lambert, my old friend. Never cease to 
But you hear that? That's like uh, it's one of my neighbors. Yeah, right. You got and cool like, neighbors, man. Well, it's, you know, and what I love about her is the guts. Yeah. Okay. Because like I, I think the first time I ever saw her play was like five years ago, four or five years ago, and like, and she's played with a bunch of other bands, and like, she just goes up there and does it. You know what I mean? Like, and like, and like, uh, she's a lovely person, and the crowd. You know, whether it's 20 people or 80 people or whatever, like she's just like, uh, I remember being in a band like in the early days and we didn't have a clue either. And like, she just like enjoys playing. And like, it's one of these performers where the crowd gets on her side, whether it's, it doesn't matter what she's doing with, with her bands, the Slim Dudes or the Sometimes. Always includes her husband Derek on the drums, and like they're just good people. That's just local Des Moines music, and they've, they're raising a young boy in minus twenty five right now. So, uh, salute to Des Moines. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So I'm looking at her um, her Bandcamp page, Ramona Muse Lambert dot Bandcamp dot com, and uh, for this one, the, the Ramona and the Slim Dudes album. It says each pur- purchase of this album comes with a book of illustrations about these songs, including lyrics. <laughs> Wow. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, there's, yeah, there's so, tremendous skip packages she, involved. But it's so, a very, very unfair to play her after Mary but, Clayton. But but, but here's the thing. It's it's not just, this is a physical book, right? It says once. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, one, no, she sells for, comic books. For, like for she, $6. So here's the deal. For $6, you get, the, you get the MP3s, and then it says once this album is purchased, I will email you for your shipping address and send you your book. So <laughs> damn right she will that's, as well. That's yeah. You know what that is? That's like uh, back in the day. I remember the zines and you know, like you know, photocopies at Kinkos and making your own, getting getting your music, getting your voice, getting your stories out pre-internet. And she's using the internet to produce a printed magazine, printed comic book. I love it. That's that's cool. yeah. That is awesome. That yeah, she's right up your alley. You'd be high fiving her if you met her. All right. Well, next yeah, time she's I, a laugh riot. Next time, next time I come to Des Moines, we'll hang. Her her uh, young boy can hang with my young boy. I'm sure there'll be craziness. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, Where are you going? Where are you going? I'm I'm going to New York. I'm going to the six. You go. You're going to the, you're going to the command center. I'm going to the command center. I'm going to the Wall of Sound. I'm going Ooh. to Phil Spector. Oh wow! I'm going to, as I said, it's the very 60s. unfair to Ramona to sandwich her between Mary Clayton and Phil Spector music. <laughs> That's okay. For God's no, sakes, I'm, I'm, I'm elevating her. I'm elevating her. She's worthy okay. enough. That was that was that was fair enough. Uh, I'm going to play the Shangri Las, mid '60s, of course, fantastic girl group, uh, known for a number of their hits. Leader of the pack among them. This one, though, I mean, this was a hit, too, but, uh, you know, maybe not as as well-known. I love it because this... Perhaps intro, not as instantly recognizable. Not as instantly as recognizable, but I love it because this intro's been ripped off so many times, and the intro's instantly recognizable. Uh, this is Give Him a Great Big Kiss, the Shangri-Las. When I cool. say I'm in love, you best believe I'm in love, L-U-V.
always wearing shades. Is he tall? Well, I gotta look up. Yeah? yeah. Well, I hear he's bad. Uh, he's good bad, but he's not evil. Is he a good dancer? What do you mean, is he a good dancer? Well, how does he dance? Close. Very, very close. Maybe this is the dancing episode of Three Songs Pod. How does he dance? Close. Very, very close. I don't know what more to say, Bob. What do you think? I can't dance close. <laughs> you can't dance close? Why not? Well, I've never, never done a good job of dancing far. How are you going to dance close? I don't know. It's, it doesn't take, you know, it's a, it's a, it's, I just, it's like, apples like, and oranges. You have to man. dance close. So I just give like somebody a big hug and like, you know, carry them around the room. I don't care, like, you know, what they, you know, yeah, I guess. I that mean, works. like, yeah. you know, I, since, since I was a young lad, I've been, like, uh, often accused of uh, over-hugging. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I guess there are worse things to be accused of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got accused of that in nursery school, like, you know, <laughs> being too much of a hugger. So well, You're a lover, not a fighter. That's good. Oh, yeah, no, uh, anybody can kick my ass whenever they want. That's good. That's good. Uh, well, what do you think of the Shangri-Las? Are you, you, are you a fan? Or are you just... Uh, well, how can you not like that, any of that? Well, yeah, it's classic, classic. You know, yeah. Of course, that's been covered a bunch. That's been not, you know, kind of ripped off a bunch. That New York Dolls, of course, come to mind. Uh, even the... Uh, that's that David Johansson vehicle, that's, right? That's right. That's right. Even have you ever heard the? Repl- I think there was like a B side, some replacement song. Uh, Westerberg led into the song with, "When I say I'm in debt, you best believe I'm in debt." D E T. Yeah. Which you know, I don't know. I get a kick. Pretty out clever. Of that stuff. Pretty clever lad. Clever, clever dude, Mister Westerberg. All right. Well, we're uh, let's end it. Anyways, let's, let's go with a quick sports question. Okay. Like, if I if I give you a hundred dollars right now, who's going to win the Super Bowl? Oh, geez, man. I don't know. I'm. I, you know how many uh, plays from scrimmage I've seen this season in in the NFL? Four. Zero. Good word. So, Although the NFL is cool again. See you guys. I guess. I guess. The NFL is cool again. Come on now. It is. But I should. The NFL is cool again. I I should say. Despite the refereeing in the first half of the Patriots Titans game, the NFL is cool again. I should say, do you know how many NFL plays from scrimmage I've seen in the last 10 years? Zero. Um, Yeah. I I followed the NFL when I was a kid. It's a very violent league. Very violent league. Uh, Yeah, I followed the NFL when I was a kid and I just kind of lost interest. Um,. But what about it, the NBA, man? I like the NBA. I, I like the NBA. Um, yeah. I, but you know, if, back to your question. We can uh, walk into uh, a Brooklyn Nets game right now. That's true. You could. Um, I hear. I hear these uh, Patriots are pretty good. So I don't know. I, well, I, to hell with them. I got the G League right here. Iowa Wolves, man. Okay. <laughs> they gonna win the Super Bowl? No, but they might win the G League. They're pretty good. Okay. I thought the question was who's going to win the Super Bowl. Who knows, really? Who cares? Yeah. Anyways, what are you? Uh, what, are you what are you rocking with there? What are you watching? Late oh, night my TV? TV just came back on. Oh. Like, yeah, my TV. I, I had it on. Um, 
pause. I was okay. watching the Kansas West Virginia game, which apparently Kansas has won. But, ah, so. okay. Well, I'll, I'll, that's kind of gross too. But you know, I watch sports. You know, I hear you. I hear you. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring us up as I promised. I'm gonna end us with Andre Williams. This is oh, from fantastic. You're going to bring, bring, bring us back to on bring us back to Fortune Records. And they're going to go to here to keep us in the new age. New age, 2012, man. This is already six yeah. years old. Um, but uh, you got what? What you? Yeah, you pa- pause that, man. Turn that off, dude. Dude, I got to go over there. Hold on. Okay. All right. You got to You got to You, you got It's bleeding in, bleeding through. This is like the show of technical difficulties, dude. Yeah, there you go. All right. All right, y'all, I got it. Okay. We're off. All right. It's off. So uh, this is Andre from this 2012 record called Life. It just, you know, it's it's MLK Day. It's 2018. This one couldn't hold up, but anyway, her away. This yeah. this one just felt appropriate. This is called "Blame It on Obama." Oh my lord! Okay, look here. Let me tell you something. Life's getting kind of rough. Things getting kind of tough. And things just ain't going like we wanna. Well, we'll just blame it on Obama. We got to find a way to find a brighter day. When it had color. And he didn't do what he oughta. They didn't do what they say. But now that it stopped, we'll just blame it on Obama. Now the chickens stop laying eggs. That's a shame. And a dollar ain't worth a dime. Who's to blame? And your wife is on a run, and she won't give you none. We'll just blame it on. Obama. Now I got a wife, and I vowed to stay with her for the rest of my life. But now she's looking kind of funny, and I wonder why. So I look at the sky every day, and I hope. And I pray that we won't have to lay it all on Obama. Obama, Obama, what a load. I would want to be you, God knows. But if I had my wish today, I'd get on my knees and pray that I won't have to blame it on Obama. Arizona 
crying cause they ain't getting what they want to. And New York is going broke. I hope that don't happen. But I'm down on my knees and I pray that there'll be a brighter day. But until then, I'll just blame it on Obama. One cold house to another, my man. Have a good night, Mr. Nistanovich. Hey, see you for episode 44. All right. Looking forward to it. Thank you, sir. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thank you. Cut.